Hello and welcome to the Venting Vets Podcast. I'm Chad. This is John. We're two average veterans that have a podcast dedicated to a conservative point of view on current events, uh, whether it be political or just current events in general. Uh, we hope to, you know, bring our point of view and maybe, uh, you know, you agree with us or you don't. Uh, I don't think either one of us really give a shit if you do or not. Right. But uh, we hope to uh, bring a smile to your face, uh, especially towards the end of our show. We do a segment called Remember That. Uh, we talk about, you know, a thing anywhere from uh, music to uh, fashion to anything back then that that uh, we grew up with and, and that might bring a, a memory or trigger a memory uh, to some of you guys out there. So uh, we end the show on that. So it's kind of a positive note. But in between, let me tell you, John, it might get a little deep. Shit might get a little real. Hey, that's that's okay. <laughs> so today's, today's show, we're going to do, uh, in honor of, uh, I guess you would say Thanksgiving, we're going to do a cornucopia of topics. We're just going to talk about some of the things going on in the news, a little bit about everything. Normally we prepare uh, each show with a few notes here and there, but today we're just going to wing it and talk about a few things going on, and then we'll get more in-depth in some of these things in a future podcast. So um, what is one of the first things you want to talk about, John? Uh, let's talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. Okay, what do you know about Ghislaine Maxwell? Well, from what I've researched, her trial is about to begin. Um, she is currently... In jail, from what I, from what I saw, um, her lawyers are trying to suppress a lot of the evidence, probably because the people that are involved. Um, as you know, if you don't know about Glenn Maxwell, she was involved with the whole Epstein, Epstein Island, and all that, that uh, child trafficking stuff. That's really horrible. Uh, um, like I said, her lawyers are trying to suppress a lot of evidence. Um, she has been complaining about her treatment in jail, that she is uh, being mistreated, rats oh. are crawling in her food, wah, wah. Everyone gets treated the same in prison. You're in prison. Speak, uh, speaking of that, did you hear about, did you watch the Tucker Carlson interview with Kyle Rittenhouse? I did. Did you know that he went 20 days without taking a shower? I didn't know that until I watched that show and I was like... Hey, I thought it was 27 days, but was it? I'm, I think I'm being, it was. but I thought I remember 20. But anyway, he said he, he didn't want to complain to his lawyers because he was afraid that, or yeah, his lawyers or anybody because he was afraid that the the guards might treat him worse. Right. And he said when he finally did get to take a shower, that he started his his skin started bleeding because you know it was wow. dirt and shit was just so caked on there. Wow. I was like, this kid. <laughs> you know why he was in prison, right? His lawyer, Lynn Wood, yes. told him he would be safer in prison because of this whole they he his lawyer even said called him a militia member. He's oh, not part of any militia. Speaking of that, speaking of that, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh when Tucker was interviewing him, he he said he didn't even know what a militia was. <laughs> exactly. They didn't find any propaganda in his phone or on his computer, nothing. He said I didn't even he it's didn't, like a, he said, "I was they were I was part of a militia, and he was like, I I didn't even know what that meant. Right. <laughs> so that I think that's hilarious. Like militia is like uh, I don't I, I Again, don't know what that is. That's the narrative that they're all trying to. They they left him in prison, and his lawyers did him dirty. Lynn Wood, 
they made money off of him they by donations yes. while he was in prison. I think we're going to do a, a part two of yeah. our Kyle Rittenhouse uh, saga that we did uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. Uh, I think we're going to do a part two on that to uh, cover a lot of this stuff. But yeah, this, uh, how do you say her name? Jalene? Jalene? Jalene. It's spelled funny, but it's, I believe it's pronounced Galene or Galene Maxwell. She was the madam. She was, she was Epstein's girlfriend and he, she helped him traffic in all these women, young girls and, and all that. I believe they are going to bring a lot of people down if they can get to the bottom of all this. Yeah, so, it's deep. And, you know, I think. And I think the Clintons had a huge part in all that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, um, you know, there's more to fall. celebrities involved. Yes, lots of celebrities. And they did some bad, bad things. And I hope it all comes out. And well, we won't see that trial on TV. You, oh, no. You watch. no it no. won't be televised. But uh, at the end of the day, we can only hope that they'll be held accountable. I hope um, so. If they are, you know, or not, uh, you know, is to be determined. But uh, let's hope that they are and uh, what they did or purportedly did uh, are horrible things and, and they need to be held accountable. Yes. Now, what do you think about this uh, Wakasha, Wakisha, Wakisha, Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Wakisha? They interesting Wisconsin uh, city town names, but tell tell us uh, tell them John about this guy that uh, that did this uh, horrible thing in uh, Wakisha. Again, the soft, these soft liberal, uh, you know, DAs and judges, they let that guy out. He had a big bond. I can't remember. It was a huge amount. I think it started at like a million dollars, but it got dropped all the way down to a thousand dollar bond. He got out and he was from out of state. No reason for him to be there. I don't know why he's. And what was he? What was he uh, in jail for? What was the initial? Child molestation. And he had and other issues too. And he got out on a thousand dollar bond. thousand dollar bond. In that, that just, oh man, that just. And he had a prior, he had a prior incident of running people down, trying to run, try to run down. I think they said it was a police officer, tried to run him down with his car. Now he's in another state, just ran down all those people. An eight-year-old boy that was ran down just recently, he was in ICU, just recently died. Oh, eight-year-old little boy. Terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. And. You know they're they're looking at these uh, these uh, DAs that are that are going soft on these guys, and yes. I can't believe that you know his bail was only a thousand dollars. You know, Please. and then we talk about oh, white privilege. What was what was Kyle Rittenhouse's bond? Million? I think it was two million dollars. Yeah, it was, if high. I remember. I, yes. Don't quote me on that, but I think right. it was it was extremely high. And uh, for defending himself. Now, yes. this guy had obviously been charged and convicted, you know, of some, some heinous acts. And he gets out on $1,000. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's slap on the wrist. And well, they're, they're, these liberal DAs and, and these, you know, judges are all, that's all their fault. It, this, they are causing all of the, the high crime rates and, and the spike in violence and crime. And everything that we're seeing, they're the cause of it. Well, look at California. Look at San Francisco, John. 
And when I first read this, I was like, I've got to be reading this wrong. Can you believe you can walk into a store in uh, some cities in California, steal $950 worth of shit. And they will not prosecute you. And it's like getting a traffic ticket. Exactly. It's like getting a traffic ticket, John. You can go in and steal $950. You'll be out of of jail the next day. They won't even arrest you. No. They won't even arrest you for that. It's, it's. That blows my fucking mind. I, I, like I said, when I first saw that, I was like, "Am I reading that right?" You know, it's every day. T- every day I look at the news, I'm like, it, "When I think I can't be more surprised that I see more and more dumb shit from the left." Yeah. I mean, what? And then they're right now they're having problems with you know all these stores getting robbed and these flash mob robberies and coddling your criminals. Sure, exactly. I mean, if you can go in and still nine hundred, you know. Still nine hundred dollars worth of shit, and just leave. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get in trouble. You're not gonna get arrested. No. You know, if you get caught, you you'll get a citation. Essentially, that's it. Yeah. You know how nine hundred dollars worth of shit. It's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's all you stuff. Even in California, that's a lot of shit. I mean, and that's you know, Walgreens are closing up shop and saying, you know, fuck it, we can't. Uh, Companies are hiring private security now. Yeah. Because of that. Would you want to open a business in San Francisco or Los Angeles? No. Hell no, because the insurance, first of all, you probably couldn't afford the insurance no. now because a lot of these insurance companies are going to be like, you know what, you know, we're yeah. going to charge you out yeah. the ass. Right. We're not going to underwrite that. Sorry, we can't help you. Right. Uh, and you're just on your own. It's it's insane to me, John. I agree. So what else we got? What, what is in our cornucopia of talk, topics? Uh how about Alec Baldwin and that shit? Oh, let's go over that real quick. That's That could be another topic for another day. Um, he, if you don't know, if people don't know, I'm sure you do know, but we're going to go over it. Um, he was on a set. His set, he was the executive producer uh, of an old Western-style movie called Rust. Okay, if you don't know, those involve single-action revolvers, which... It, Here's my point I'm getting to is from what I've researched, when he pulled that trigger, when he shot, when they were rehearsing, they had no reason. He had no reason to be shooting that gun because that scene they were rehearsing did not require shooting of that pistol, or that revolver, I should say. They're trying. He's trying everything he can to blame and shift blame away from himself. But let's let's if you don't know that much about farms, let me tell you about a single action revolver. You have to cock it first. You have to cock the hammer, then you pull the trigger. That's making two motions. So therefore, he aimed it, he aimed it at a person, he cocked the hammer, he pulled the trigger. He is responsible. You do not go off of someone else telling you, oh, that cold gun. That's the stupidest crap I ever heard of. If you know anything, any little bit about gun safety, you check the firearm yourself even after someone else hands it to you and says it's clear or says it's cold, you still check it. Double, triple check it. He did not. He was negligent and that's no excuse. He is responsible for the death of that woman. Tell that to her to her family. That, oh, he, it was an accident. No, that's not an excuse. He was negligent. He pulled the trigger. He's responsible for checking that gun. It was in his hand. Done. Done deal. He needs to go to jail. 
Man, John, I like it. You're getting, John, getting passionate on the firearms issue. I love it. So, yes, absolutely. You, you grow up around guns or if you've been around guns, I don't get a, I don't give a shit short of a Nerf gun. If you are handed a pistol, rifle, whatever, you know, basic firearm safety, which he should have, if he would have, you know, stopped being so anti-gun, he would have known some of this shit. Here's you a, always, always, yeah. always treat a gun. I don't give a shit if somebody hands it to you and says, it's. I cleared it, It's. It's. Uh, doesn't have anything in it. You always check it yourself. You never point a weapon at anybody until you've done that. Uh, and really, you're not even supposed to point a weapon at anybody anyway, unless you intend on using it, right? That's what I've always been told. Don't point it unless you intend to use it. Here's some other facts. They Okay, they try to call it a prop gun. Okay, it's not a prop gun. If it can fire a real live round, it is not a prop gun. Rumor is it that was may may have not been one of Alex's own personal firearms. They had live ammunition on the set in the same room with blanks. The ammo got mixed together. You never have all these guys in Hollywood, all those armorers and people that work on those sets will tell you you never have live ammunition that's common sense period if you're not in the firearms industry you would know i'm shooting a movie why would i have live ammunition on that set here's another thing this is the reason why they had it because they after shooting hours were literally target practicing with that same revolver that's word on the street but there's a lot of things that went wrong that he is trying to blame other people for because he's a coward. This is his responsibility. He needs to step up, be a man, take his punishment. He did it. He pointed the gun. He pulled the trigger. He shot her. End of story. My question is, John, and this is, why do they have actual guns that should not have movie sets. They should not have had Alec Baldwin was the executive producer. So he Why do they have guns on a movie set? It's a period gun. So it's looks, you know, that old West period gun. So he probably brought it in and said, Hey, this would be a great we could use this because it's a period style firearm. They used it and you know how they can make dead now. toy guns look so real why do they actually have real firearms on movie sets why would i mean this has happened to... more than once why do right. they have uh, i mean real guns on movie sets well here's the thing you never put it in the hands of an idiot alec baldwin is an idiot oh yeah he's answering a gun and he's so arrogant and cocky he thought he knew everything about guns or what gun safety and obviously he did it the all the cast and crew on that movie had already were out saying look this is a dangerous this is a dangerous movie set there's a lot of things that are going on that's why a lot of them were from what i hear were walking off he was he was dangerous he was just stupid i just i, I just can't wrap my head around why they would have real they should never have guns on a movie set. They should never have live rounds. Period. Or live rounds. Exactly. If they want to have a real gun, I say if you have one, if you want to have a real gun that looks real, fine, but you never have live rounds for you would have blanks or whatever. And you would think at that level of uh, you know, 
people that they were are supposedly i guess they're not really you know that high level anyway but you would think you would have safety protocol after safety protocol after safety protocol they had an armor that supposedly she had experience from her father but not enough um these people should have had a real professional out there like me uh, yeah. I, i'm not perfect i can, I'll I can you see you're getting passionate I'm about this topic John. but it doesn't take a rocket scientist this stuff's common sense guys it, it doesn't take an armorer to tell you you know basic gun safety it's just common sense 101 i mean you know it's literally don't put your hand on the trigger until you're ready to fire and you're ready to basically destroy whatever's in front of you clear the weapon clear, clear it weapon, before clear the weapon yes clear it before you use it look at it make sure it's ready and you never point it at anyone you're not ready to or or target or animal prey animal or yes if you're out hunting never put your your finger on that trigger until you're ready to take that 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 item out agreed a thousand percent and i think we're going to do a whole uh podcast on that particular uh topic so um let us know if you have any thoughts on it uh again if you have any uh thoughts on any topics you would like us to cover or talk about uh or get our take on things just uh drop us a line in spotify or anchor.com uh we'll take uh your suggestions and we'll run with them uh, we're new at this, so we're still learning. We hope to get better and better. So, what what else we got in the news, John? Uh, right now, I'm not. I think we, that's, there's still more. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff we could cover. I mean, there's always something happening. Yeah, we just wanted to do a cornucopia of to- topics uh, in honor of Thanksgiving and kind of touch on some things before we do an entire uh, podcast with uh, full research. So, we just kind of touched on some things today. So. This is our cornucopia episode in shooting honor of the hip. Shooting from the hip. <laughs> no pun intended. John's not only getting excited, he's making jokes, folks. <laughs> John, I love it. Hey, uh, our remember that segment. What are we going to do for our remember that, John? Well, since Christmas is coming up, let's talk about Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Past. So, what is your. Favorite Christmas movie? I have to say there's one called The Christmas Story. I believe it's called The Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) Well, you're just on a roll with this. Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Home Alone's been playing in our house for the past three days. Um, Well, you're just on a roll with this firearm (laughs) stuff, aren't you? I love it. Um, But, yeah, uh, Christmas Story obviously is a, a great one. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, I think my favorite would be uh, Christmas Vacation. I mean, you got to love the Griswolds. Oh, yeah. And if you yeah. looked at our house, John, we, we are the Griswolds of, uh, of our neighborhood. We we go all out, and we like to have a good time with it. But uh, a lot of people in the neighborhood love it, so we, we enjoy doing it. It's a lot of work, but Christmas Vacation... Uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, just, I mean, when you think of Christmas movies, and of course, it's a wonderful life. That's yeah, always a, a classic. classic. Now, something I didn't get into for quite a while, but I really enjoy now, and I think it's hilarious because I think Will Ferrell is hilarious. Is Elf? I think yeah, it, was, I mean, it was. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, you cotton-headed ninny muggin. <laughs> I'll tell you a movie that a lot of people they equate with it being a Christmas movie, 
it was yeah it was set during Christmas, but the movie Die Hard, and that's oh, really? that's a lot of people's favorite. And I'm like, well, it's technically not really a Christmas. You were one of the ones that say it's not a Christmas movie, John. Not that it's not a good movie. It's I don't look I don't look at it as a Christmas movie. It's not Christmas until who? Until he falls off the building, right? Right. Right. I mean, yes, Die Hard is definitely, in my opinion, a Christmas movie. Now, um, one thing that we didn't talk about is some of the cartoon classics like uh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Can you believe they were trying to make that racist, too, and trying to... It's stupid. I mean, come on, folks. Stop already. They're just trying to ruin everything. They're trying to ruin everything. And uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Love it. Um, My favorites. Charlie Brown Christmas is another one. Uh, Drop us a line on Spotify or Anchor. Uh, if you listen to our podcast, let us know some of your favorite Christmas movies or some that we might not even heard of. Uh, one that I didn't really get into until the past few years uh, that my kids like are, uh, I think it's called Polar Express. Is that the one? Oh, that's yeah. The it's the Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's like an animated. Yeah. I've kind of dig that one, too. That one's been really cool uh, as well. So... Um, I've really gotten into that one. What are some of the other Christmas class? I know we're missing some here. There was one with, uh, I think it was like Jack Frost or with, you know, like it was like claymation. It's kind of like the lot along the lines of Rudolph, but it was like, to the snowman. Frosty snowman was a good one, but it was like that claymation style. It's like Jack Frost. And they had the remember the, the winter guy that, Big old evil winter guy. Like they had the land. Remember the land of misfit toys. Remember they would they went to that and like. Well, that was Rudolph. Well, that was part of it, but there was there was a spinoff. Like I think it was Jack Frost or something, but Jack Frost. Maybe I'm wrong. Silver Rudolph. Who who is the character in Rudolph? The the miner the. Uh, oh man, silver and gold guy. Uh, what was his name? Klondike something. was Klondike. I was something. It wasn't funny. Bills or something. You know. I Klondike. Folks, it wasn't Klondike Bill. It was, uh, what the hell was his name? It was, uh, shit, I can't think of it either right now, but yeah. he was like, he was. You got to go back. Yeah. But yeah, he was, I love that character for some reason. The Abominable Snowman. Yes. Um, I know there, there's there's a couple of uh, movies that were missing. The Grinch. The Grinch with Jim, well the original and Jim Carrey. Uh, I like the original cartoon one. Yeah, I do too. That yeah. one was great. But Jim Carrey did a fantastic job with the other one too. He's just he's uh, he's crazy. Yes. Uh, he he used to be funny, but then he got weird. Um, but yeah, the original uh, Grinch was great. Uh, what else? Uh, okay, here's one. Here's a question, John. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie, or is it a Christmas movie, or is it both? It's both. It's somewhere in between. It's weird. That's that's both. Uh, you could count it as both. Give us a give us a drop us a line in Spotify or Anchor. Let us know if you think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie, or is it a Halloween movie? I think it's both actually. You know, because it's got both elements yeah, there. And so it does. and I actually like. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm a Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm a Tim Burton fan. He his uh, his mind, dude. The way it works is just crazy. Yeah. He's so creative. But uh, I know we're missing some other ones. What other ones are we missing, John? I know there's a ton. I mean, sure. yeah, Elf, Christmas Story, uh, Christmas uh, Carol, 
It's a Wonderful Life, um, one of Rudolph. Uh, you know, Christmas Vacation. That's a classic. Yes. Um, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. I love that movie, and uh, it's constantly playing uh, on Christmas. Uh, I just so- like the part. My favorite part is when he gets the lamp out, or he gets the box. The box comes in, he looks at it, and he goes, This must be written in Italian. It says, for Geely. Yeah. When you first came over to my house, what did you, what did you see in my window? That lamp. And I was like, oh. I God. have the Christmas story leg lamp in my window. It's awesome. I had to get it. It's uh, it's awesome. I make sure I put it in the window every year. It's part of our part of our thing here at the uh, here at the house. So, but yeah, drop us a line. Uh, let us know what your favorite Christmas movie is. We've gone. I think I know we're missing some, but I can't think of them right now. But uh, that's our cornucopia episode in our Christmas movie uh, talk. Remember that or remember that episode. So it's been a lot of fun, John. I've never seen you got you know get that excited about you know some of the some of the things we talked about on the fire and stuff. Boy, you just went to town. I get when you get passionate, (laughs) I'll get a little tongue-tied. So bear with me, guys. Hey, I love it. I love it, man. You got you got you got swinging it off the hip. Like I said, we're shooting from the hip and there you go again. So it's just me being myself and and just having fun. That's all we're really doing, just having fun. We're just having fun. We're just a couple of veterans as if we were uh, having a beer, uh, shooting the shit at a coffee shop or at a bar. Just, uh, you know, I think most people that we know think like we do. And I think most Americans out there probably uh, would be talking about the same things that we're talking about. Just in a a different setting. So we just wanted to bring it out there and uh, let our friends and family and whoever else wants to take a listen, uh, listen to it. So um, hope you uh, keep listening and... uh, Hope you give us some good feedback, and uh, we've gotten some good feedback so far, and I'm, I'm excited about uh, where we're going with this. So if you have any suggestions, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, that's going to do it for this Cornucopia episode of Venting Vets. We uh, look forward to bringing you the next episode here in probably about a week. We did a two for today. So, uh, like I said, if you have any questions, comments, uh, just drop us a line, and we look forward to uh, bringing you the next episode. Until then, this is Venting Vets with Chad and John, and we'll talk to you next time on Venting Vets.